You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Slapping Weed Wrestling Podcast. And I know you're probably thinking, what is, is this two episodes in a week? Yes, yes it is. I have decided here going forward that we will do two episodes a week. Um, one on Wednesday, one sometime during the weekend. Now, the weekend to me is any time after I get off on Friday, which is 5 p.m. Eastern. So anytime, you know, Friday night, Saturday, or Sunday, you'll get a new episode posted um, with the idea of just, I like talking about wrestling, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit down one of these days, um, and I'm going to plan out, like, topics that I want to talk about that way. Uh, for me, the hardest thing to uh, to come up with in, in doing this podcast is constantly creating new content um, that isn't just reviewing that week's episode of Raw or SmackDown. Because when I have, for me, the reason I don't like being the, the guy that sits there and, and reviews everything is it requ- one, it requires me to have to watch live every week, and a lot of times... You know, I still have NXT from this week in my DVR. Haven't even thought about watching it yet. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, if I'm busy, you know, I always sort of think to, I have to be available at 8, eight and it sort of limits to what I can do outside of this podcast. But also it, it having to review each show requires me to be almost note-taking um, and, and I don't want to be the type of person that sits here and has to review everything to where this be, to where wrestling becomes a job and doesn't have some sort of enjoyability behind it. Um, and so I don't want to just do that. And so I am going to sit and one of these days come up with, with just a, a list of topics and then I can just start choosing from those, uh, from those topics of um, different things to talk about on the show. I'm also, a lot of people, you know, uh, I have a friend who does a, another podcast uh, or he, he helps run a sh- run a, another podcast and they do a bunch of uh, interviews with past superstars, current wrestlers, independent stuff. And then he asked me how come I never plan on doing things like that. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care enough to interview people. I want this to sort of just be my opinion and not this to be sort of like, Hey, I got to interview so-and-so. Um, I'm not. And, and when, when, when it comes to bringing guests on, it just, 
it takes away from what I'm trying to build, which is a a, a platform where I can f- form my opinion and and express my opinion. Um, and I would prefer to not. And I'm also not that big of a a, a mark as as those who uh, are in the industry would say. I'm not that big of a mark to like like I I don't want to interview um, a wrestler because I don't care enough about they're you know outside of what they do on the tv enough to really care and it's it's i've never been that like that type of person to be like oh i met so-and-so celebrity that must make me better than or whatever right i feel like a lot of these people be like oh i met so-and-so and a lot of these sort of iwc wrestling fans they meet their favorite wrestlers and then it turns out you know they're not the the people they thought they were or they're dickheads um, there, there are some wrestlers who are dickheads in, 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 in real life. And I just, so just on that rabbit hole, my, I don't really have a list of favorite wrestlers, but Dolph Ziggler consistently has been one of the guys that I cheered for best person I've ever, best wrestler I've ever met in my life. I met him at a comedy show he was doing here in Charlotte where I live and he would probably be the only wrestler I would ever want to interview ever. He's the coolest dude I've ever met in in the wrestling business. He he didn't seem fake when when I talked to him. He, you know, he gave a high five, a handshake, you know. He best person I've ever met in the wrestling industry was Dolph Ziggler. Um to the point that at his comedy show uh, my friend who went with me was like, Hey, I like your hat, but you're not selling them. Where can I get them? And Dolph was like, Oh, this is, the, it was sort of like a limited edition hat. And Dolph said, pay me $50 and, uh, I'll sell it to you. And he signed it and, and paid. He's, I'm going to give this money to charity. Uh, it was like a veterans charity or something. And then my friend, uh, or someone else behind us as we were leaving the show said, Hey, I'll match it. Like that that's great. That's Dolph Ziggler is the best person I've ever met. When it into that um I don't it's not like a goal of mine to meet wrestlers. Um it's cool when it happens like when I went to Access for WrestleMania 33 and met Kalisto and met Dana Brooke and we were at a restaurant and ran into Jim Neidhart. Uh it's cool, but I don't go out of my way to like try to find wrestlers. I don't necessarily care. I've, I mean, uh, I've met the Usos in Charlotte and uh, Charlotte Flair at one of the little cricket wireless meet and greets that they, uh, that they do whenever they come to town. But other than that, like, I don't, I don't go out of my way to be like, I have to meet wrestlers. Um, so that's completely off the top. That's not even a topic I wanted to talk about, but just saying, I, Long intro, but uh, we'll uh, we're gonna get a, a long list so I can fill out two episodes a week. I think that that gives you guys enough content and it pleases me enough to say, hey, I, I'm giving. Because the big pressure for me is, I feel like with one episode a week, it's not enough to keep people interested. Um, and so I think a Wednesday show and then sometime during the weekend will be great. So with that, we we have four. Major topics that I want to talk about today. Uh, I don't plan to go in depth with all of them. Um, so the first thing is, and I'm wa- I'm recording this after SmackDown. So 
the story is a little bit um, awkward talking about it after, but I I, I want to go ahead and just address it, and that's the hashtag fire vents movement. So um, after Raw or after Night Two, I don't remember exactly when the post was created, but uh, someone created the idea that we're going to hijack SmackDown. And we're going to start fire vents chance and we're going to hashtag it, get it trending. And um, I want to talk about this for why this is counterproductive. Um, and then secondly, why just watching SmackDown, why didn't I hear any fire vents chance? Why didn't I see any signs? Let me, so let me explain to that why. Because it's real easy. WWE could just turn off the mics. And confiscate, and confiscate signs. For, secondly, I highly think a lot of people would 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 even know about this protest. So they get a chance, start it to where people would actually care. It do, like I, I've been to events where someone would try to start a chant, and people sitting next to me, like they'll be on the complete opposite side of the arena. You can still sort of hear them scream, but the person sitting next to me would be like, "What is he trying to say?" Right, and so. Um, it, but let's talk about just the idea that it's stupid. First off, it's stupid to try to hijack a TV show. Um, if you don't like the show, don't watch it. I'm not saying you have to watch WWE and I'm not saying you have to like Vince McMahon. Um, what I am saying is, is watching the show, buying tickets to the show, paying WWE money is stupid, Right. It's stupid because they have your money. So you're not protesting anything. Um, You have to understand, WWE and even AEW, it's showbiz. Now, AEW fans don't, and AEW itself doesn't treat itself like it's a TV show. Um, But it's it's showbiz, right? You don't get upset about the right, I mean... I've been upset at TV shows before, but I've never said, "Mm, I'm going to boycott the show. If I don't like a show, guess what I do? I stop watching the show. Uh, And if I don't like something that happens on the show, if it gets boring, like I'll I'll be honest, I'll I'll talk about uh, a bunch of shows. Vikings, Vikings to me, um, if you've ever watched Vikings, fantastic for like the first four seasons. I've never seen the ending of that show. I once they killed off uh, and, and spoiler alert, by the way. I meant the, if you haven't watched Vikings, but I also feel like Vikings has been out long enough that if you haven't seen it, it is not my fault. So, but when they killed off Ragnar Lothbrok, uh, which was my favorite character in that entire series, when they killed him off, I knew he. I mean, I knew like North mythology and I knew the story of Ragnar before watching it. And so I knew he died, but I figured that would sort of be the ending of the show. Um, and so when they killed him off and still did like a season and a half or two seasons after, I just wasn't interested in, in the show anymore. So I stopped watching. Um, and, and the same thing here, if you're not interested in WWE, if you don't like the creative decisions, you don't like the guy in charge, just don't watch. It's not that hard. I I don't understand why we live in a culture where everything has to be protested. I don't understand it. If you don't like it, just don't drink it. Don't consume it. 
uh, don't watch it, right? We're, we're living in a, in a culture now, you know, in the culture where, you know, you know, NFL fans get upset because a player does something they don't like. And so they go buy his jersey and burn it. You paid for the jersey. They got your $150. How's that a protest? Or or someone doesn't, you know, a beer company, which I'm sorry, but Bud Light isn't. It, Bud Light has just enough alcohol to, to be considered alcoholic. It don't taste good. Like, I don't drink out, uh, Bud Light because it, it it's ass. It, it sucks. But we have people now protesting Bud Light because of a stance that they, that they have politically. And they're all outraged, condemning everything online, and that's your opinion. But you know the best way to show that you don't like them? Just don't buy it. If you don't like what Bud Light does, don't consume Bud Light. If you don't like what WWE does, don't watch WWE. It's not that hard. We don't have to make a fuss about it on the internet. But everyone is always looking for something to complain about. Um, but secondly, in my n- number one concern, and I I didn't come up with this. I didn't think about it until I saw the TikTok from uh, a more popular TikToker. Her name is Lana. I don't know her at. I want to say it's like Lana Banana. Uh, or banana, uh, let me, let me double check that. I should have wrote, wrote this down. Uh, yeah, Lana banana, L A N A B A N A N A A underscore one Lana banana with two A's at the end underscore one. She did this fantastic video. I'm going to give her credit. This is not my sort of thought process until I heard her say it. Um, she made the point that um, going to an event and, and chanting and protesting at the event is more than likely going to ruin somebody's experience. And as human beings, just don't be that dickhead. Don't be that dickhead who ruin somebody's experience. You never know someone someone's struggle of how much they had to sacrifice to potentially go to one of these shows. Um, I remember a, a SmackDown I went to here in Charlotte where uh, there was a kid in front of me and he had his whole family with him, his mom, his brothers, right? And he, this kid was about, I don't, I don't want to call him a kid. He was like 19, 20. Um, but he had his younger brothers and his mom with him. I started talking with him. We were talking about the show. And, and I was like, you've ever been to one of these before? And they were like, no, this is all of our first time. We've, and I was like, well, I'm glad you got to be here. And I'm like, you, are you enjoying it? And it's not that hard to be a decent human being. But think about it. There are people who literally save up money for months to buy tickets and you're going to be the dickhead to go there and start a, a start a, a chant ruining their experience. Come on, dude. Like, um, or, you know, it could be someone's first time. It could be someone's birthday. It could be someone's, you know, some special event that they got to go for. Don't be that dickhead. Right. It's not that serious. Um, 
And and if, if you don't like Vince McMahon, that's cool. But going to the show, paying for them to, to paying for a show and giving them your money, it's counterproductive, my guy. Because at the end of the day, all they really care about is your money, and they don't care about your your thoughts on the product until you stop watching, right? You know what? Or you stop going to the. You know what would speak very loudly? F- having a, having a a twenty thousand seat stadium only have forty people in it. <laughs> that would speak very loudly. Or or having SmackDown, which typically gets two two to two point two million viewers, only have a million. Or only have 600,000, right? Ratings tank, merchant, like don't buy the merch. Don't don't buy the tickets. That's protest. But buying a ticket to to ruin someone's experience, that's not a protest. You're just a dickhead. Um, so we'll move on from that. I just want to say, luckily, like I said, either they didn't start the chant, they obviously confiscated any sign that said it because I didn't see any signs on SmackDown. But if a chant would have started, they just turn the mics off and pipe in their own their own chants. Like, it's not that hard for a TV show. And, and I'll be honest with you, it would not surprise me if y'all start taking over these shows and start hijacking these shows if they just don't allow fans. Or, you know, they, you know I don't think it would be all that difficult if they just, you know, went to the performance center and film live there and at NXT people be the crowd. That would save them a hell of a lot of production budget. I don't think they will do it because it will take away from revenue. But it wouldn't surprise me if y'all start doing this if they discipline us by doing that. Um, but speaking of SmackDown, um, I think everyone was, I think a lot of people tuned in to watch Triple H's announcement. And now for the most part, the first half of it, same thing that we got on Raw, right? Now he went over the number strictly to to, to shut the internet dorks up that sat there and said, oh, WWE's viewership is declining. Their numbers are declining. And Triple H comes out and says, now we broke every record that you could think of, (laughs) right? Massive uh, merch sales, massive uh, sales at the gate. Uh, in revenue, like I think he said, like twenty one point six bill, or mil, excuse me, million dollars was made this WrestleMania with over one hundred sixty one thousand people combined in the two days. Not mentioning stand and deliver. Um, WWE made bank. WWE's not struggling for money after this week. WWE's not struggling for viewership. They had hell, even as bad as Raw was, they still had an average of two million people through that whole three-hour show, right? Which is surprising to me. Um, and so, I he the, the first half of his sort of announcement today was just a recap of the numbers, say, hey, we're still here, WWE's still the king, we're still making money, but then his second thing is now we got to talk about the future, and then he mentions the WWE draft is coming. Now, he doesn't announce a date. He just said in a few short weeks. I'm sure we'll get a, a exact date as soon as they they uh, get that announced. Um, But I'm actually kind of, you know, I can tolerate this for the, a reasoning as why they didn't have call-ups on, on Raw. Because if they're just going to do a draft, 
Why not just wait to do the call-ups at the draft? Um, he said every single superstar is, is eligible for the draft, um, but that's about all the details we know. I'm assuming that means all NXT stars as well. Um, I'm assuming that we're that we'll get a split up between uh, uh, damage control. I think we'll split them up. I think potentially either Judgment Day gets split up or Rhea Ripley gets split up um, from Judgment Day and is sort of by herself. Um, and I think we see a few. NXT call-ups. I don't think we'll get a lot because I don't think there's enough that are in position to be called up right now. Um, but I do think Braun Breaker, I could see Zoe Stark, I could see Cameron Grimes, and I think Pretty Deadly could be called up as well um, to the main roster, Raw or SmackDown. But other than that, I think it's just a balance out. And what I think we could potentially get is a Vince McMahon controlled Raw, and the Triple H controlled SmackDown, and sort of battle for superiority, in which, if booked correctly, Triple H wins, and Triple H retains control, and and this is just sort of Vince McMahon's way of, you know, Vince did an interview where he was like, he's, he's not going to be in the weeds, but from a higher level of creative, he'll be in control, and the way I took it was that in the weeds meant, you know, the, the week-to-week, uh, booking and that he wasn't going to do that, but he was going to do it do control booking from a, a more, uh, um, higher up level where he delegates where triple H is in control, but everything still has to be cleared through him. Uh, and he'll, he'll give his advice. That's how I took it. A lot of people on the internet took that as Vince McMahon saying he, that in, took in the weeds as meaning in the background and that he's going to be in control and not playing the background. I didn't take it that way. I don't know who's right. Um, but I think ultimately what we could get is a potential Vince McMahon controlled controlled Raw versus a Triple H controlled SmackDown. And I think we what we either have at SummerSlam, a Vince versus Triple H, or we can... I would even book it out to Survivor Series. That would make more sense to me where you draw this out to... You know, you. Ha- I would even have some have the Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel come out and say, "Look, we don't know who we want in control of creative, but whoever you know, y'all have till November to put together the best roster uh, of people, and and whoever wins gets control of creative, right? And and I think we could get some cool storylines. Heel Vince could show back up on the right. Just look. Think of the way of how Vince McMahon looks. He looks like a cartoon villain with that mustache. That would just be like perfect gimmick work. If he would come out there as the as the cartoon uh, gimmick he, uh, villain, uh, that that's fantastic if, if they do it that way. I think that would be something that would be really, really fun to, to, to watch and, and see it take place. Um and, and 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 I'm excited for the draft. I'm down to to see what type of changes that they have coming for us. All right, so let's get to sort of the main thing, the main story, which is you know I've done videos of how I would book the bloodline till WrestleMania. I've done that type of episode. 
This one, as the title suggests, is how would I end the bloodline? Uh, as as big of a Roman fan, as big of a bloodline fan that I am, I think everyone can agree we have to start to wind this down. It has to end in 2023. I mean, we're going on year f- about to be year four of this story. Roman Reigns has to be done. Like the the bloodline has to crumble at some point. You can't you can't push it another year. I think the the fans are barely making it three years. Uh, approaching year four, I don't think they could go another full year of of this storyline, and I don't think there's enough in it. I think we've reached, you know, enough. I think we've reached the climax to where we could end this story, and and I would be happy with it, um, depending on how it ends. And I think there should there's two names um, that should end it. And ultimately, there's really only one name I would be 100% satisfied with. Now, I think potentially Solo Sokoa will be the one to defeat Roman. Now, ultimately, I, I say Solo, and then the other one's Jey Uso. Now, we'll talk about both of these in a minute. But I think the story has to end with the Roman Empire, for lack of better terminology, the, the tribal chief to have um, this sort of coup d'etat, for lack of a better term, uh, take place within the bloodline to where, if it's Jay, if it's Solo, I don't see Jimmy turning, but I do see, if if Jay does be, excuse me, if Jay is the one that turns, I do see uh, Jimmy follow it. Um, I do. I think that's something we could uh, we could see, but I think it has to be within the bloodline. I think it has to be, and I could even see Solo with Paul Heyman, right? That Paul Heyman sort of understands that Roman's got got a target on his back, and and Heyman knows that once Roman loses, he's out of, you know, he's not going to be the wise man anymore, and so he's gonna try to latch on to Solo, and Solo could be his next client, right? Um, Or what I could even see it be is Jay, the one that turns, Solo becomes the next tribal chief, and they just continue the bloodline without Roman Reigns. That is how I would do it. Um, if, If Solo turns and he sort of becomes the next tribal chief, or even if Jay turns and wins the title, but solo, you know, still works solo in as that tribal chief character. That's something that I would be highly interested by. I do think Jay has to be the one to beat Roman, though. Here's why: it's where it started, and it's where it should end. Good story. Now there are two types of storylines. I don't know the official like names for these, like how they would describe them, but I'm going to call them circular stories. And um, the other type of story that I'm going to call like mountainous. I don't know the official terms for it. I never paid attention to 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 English uh, class in in high school or middle school for any. I, I didn't really pay attention to it. Uh huh. But I'm going to say circular storytelling, and then like mountain. Now mountainous is what we typically start think of it, where there's there's you start at the bottom of the mountain 
with your exposition, you, you get your rising action that you climbing the mountain, right? Eventually you get to the top of the mountain, you get to the climax, and then you have to fall down the other side with your falling action. And then you have, um, with wrestling, you don't really have a resolution. You just go straight into a new story because as Triple H said on Monday, uh, I think he said it on Monday. I heard it somewhere that, you know, the story never ends. Um, and so, t- and, and wrestling, you don't really have a resolution. You just have a new exposition as to, like, motive. The exposition could literally just be motivation for the feud. Um, it doesn't have to be super complex. Um, so that's sort of what I would label mountainous storytelling. Again, I don't know if it has an actual uh, descriptive uh, category or label for it. I'm going to call it mountainous storytelling. And then you have circular storytelling. Um, circular storytelling is, um, the story begins and ends in the same place. And now again, I don't want to try to like push religion on nobody, but the perfect example of a circular story is the Bible. It begins in, in perfection the garden of Eden with the tree of life and it ends in perfection with the tree of life. In between, you know, you you have you have a downfall and you have a, a a resurrection or redemption arc, but at the end you begin in 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 Eden and you essentially end in Eden. You begin and end in the same place. It's it's circular, and I think that this should be this would be very perfect if they did a circular story here. Where the story starts with Roman versus Jay. Now, why? Wh- what was the point of Roman versus Jay? Let's go back in time three years. What was the point of Roman's first feud being about Jay, being with Jay? It was to it was to beat Jay into submission. It was right. It was to beat Jay into submission into the bloodline. Right, and then of course Jimmy sort of followed along. Um, and he sort of, in the end, like Jimmy sort of, you could say became a bigger submissive, uh, person. Cause he's never really been teased as someone, you know, outside of Jimmy's first involvement in the storyline where he was like, I'm no bitch. Right. And, and, and we got that, but he sort of gave in without being beat down. Right. And acknowledged the tribal chief without being beaten. But even after that, like after that, there's never been any teasing that Jimmy would 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 turn. But we have now that the, the this teasing of is Jimmy or excuse me is Jay going to choose Sammy over the bloodline and 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 we still have some of that teasing. It was very done at SmackDown on Friday night, very well booked with 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 that tease with for for Jay. Um, and ultimately I think he has to be the one because ultimately you, right. Sammy's sort of saying, look at how he's treated you. Look at how he, you know, he beat you into submission and every time, right. He, he doesn't respect you. You know, he, no one respects you in the bloodline is essentially what Sammy's been trying to put into, to Jay's head. And I think that's, that's messing with him, Right. And I think that, that that's the perfect catalyst to continue the story. Now, I would personally end it, I don't know if you would do it at Money in the Bank, but I, I would say 
um, SummerSlam. And I think the perfect way to do it, I think the perfect way to do it is to have, now you could, you could have the turn from Jay go in one of two ways, uh, now that I'm thinking of it, you could you could have it either Jay versus Roman in an actual match, or um, I'm just now thinking of this: if someone like Sammy wins Money in the Bank, and Jay, if Sammy wins Money in the Bank, cashes in, and Jimmy or not Jimmy, I keep wanting to say Jimmy. So Sammy wins Money in the Bank, has his match with Roman. And Jay comes out, and and right when Roman's about to win, we know we get that traditional uh, ref bump that we always get in Roman's matches, and we get that. And then and Jay comes in, and instead of attacking Sammy, he super kicks Roman, and Sammy wins the championship. You could do that, or I don't know if I like that, and uh, the, I'm gonna have to sit on that one. Um, or you can ha- just have Jay versus Roman, and have Jay Uso be the undisputed champion uh, and um, have him have, even if it's just a transitionary run, Jay Uso deserves the world title for how he's handled himself in, in this feud. So I would prefer Jay Uso, but more, the, the sort of uh, my gut feeling is it's going to be solo. I just think it's going to be solo. Um, more than it's going to be Jay, but I really, really, really want it to be Jay Uso. Um, I think that would fit a lot. Um, all right, so we're gonna end that there. We're gonna end this with just like I ended the last one. Um, questions from the Discord. Uh, what if you're a listener and you're not in the casual community Discord page? You're probably like, "What are you talking about? You have a Discord." Well, it's not officially my server, but it is the Notorious Nerdy D's server. Um, it is a, a Discord server where it's for wrestling. There, there's a whole bunch. We don't just talk wrestling there. We we, we have a, a channel for sports, a channel for like uh, food, and, and, and like we'll have like food debates and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's a fun place to be. Um, it is a bunch of wrestling fans in there, but you don't have to be a wrestling fan. Now, if you're listening to my podcast and that's how you handle at it, I'm assuming you're a wrestling fan. But as you know, go and watch, go to the Casual Community YouTube page. Um, it's the Casual Community. Um, I'm pretty certain. Now, I'm a subscriber, so I don't know. I don't want to search it and tell you it'll be the first thing that pop up. It will be the first thing that pops up for me because I'm a subscriber already. Um, but go and search for that YouTube page, the Casual Community. And even if you're not like a hardcore wrestling fan, his takes on wrestling are great. But he also does. Um, I know he has like casual. Uh, I don't know what he calls. He has different episodes throughout the week. One like one segment. Like today, he released one about uh, you know. If you could create a restaurant, uh, a fast food restaurant, and you could choose, you know, menu items from other restaurants to put on your menu, what would you choose? And you have to have four entrees and stuff like that, right? And and very good episode. 
uh, and very, very, uh, just fun. I know he does stuff for video games and, and, uh, just some, uh, very fun, right? But go, go first off, subscribe to his YouTube again, the casual community in the links to his, to his videos. There's a link to his discord page, his discord server. Um, first off, please join. We got a lot of fun conversation here. Uh, and uh, join that community. It's really fun. I, I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, but what what goes on there a lot of times is people, now that they know that I have a podcast, and they'll ask Nerdy D questions as well. They'll ask me questions. And we just like to have good conversation. And so I'll, I'm taking some of these questions, and I'm answering them on the podcast. Um, so this was one that was asked a couple days ago. And I had to think about it. I don't because I didn't know how to answer at the at the moment, and I had to think of it. And um, so the question is, um, what has more heat? Or, or I'm gonna I want to read it word for word that way I don't mess it up. What do you think has more heat with the WWE universe? Uh, Brock Lesnar ending the streak, or Roman going over Cody? Um, and so this was the question, because at first, my first gut instinct, and it's because of the recency bias of it, I was going to say Roman going, going over Cody, but then I, and I, and I didn't answer for a reason because I wanted to think about this and, and I'm going to have to go with Lesnar ending the streak. Now I want to break down both of these. Um, I don't personally think that Cody has actual fans in, in the WWE universe. I think the people who cheer for him are either AEW fans who came to WWE to cheer for Cody. They're Cody fans who, who right? Or they're just anti-Roman guys. And so I don't think the heat there is actual heat. I just think at this point, people are just tired of Roman. And so the heat isn't like, it isn't in the booking decision. It's more in just, we just don't want Roman to be champion anymore. And so I don't think that there's a lot of actual heat there. Um, Lesnar beating the streak though. Um, I think, I mean, that garnered a lot of conversation as to why it was Lesnar. Um, and I think that still has more heat. I'm still a little upset that that's how they, um, ended the streak. Um, and if you're like a newer wrestling fan, what we mean by the streak is Undertaker's WrestleMania streak was up to what? 29 wins in a row and uh, at WrestleMania 30 he lost to Brock Lesnar a um and it, it it was a move that shocked the universe honestly it literally shocked the WWE universe um I think the thing that irritates me most about it is that Taker didn't retire I've always thought that when the streak ended Taker had to leave because there would be no more reason for him to be at WrestleMania uh, personally, as someone who was at WrestleMania 33 when he wrestled Roman, the match itself didn't really mean much. Um, but then to have him lose to Roman, now that let's this wrap this up. I think that's who should have beaten the streak. Personally, I think Roman Reigns should have been the one that beat the streak in Orlando, and that should have been the last match for Undertaker. I think it that could have been a much. It was already a, a moment like. Being there live, the crowd, that was the most silent crowd, and I said this, I think, last episode, was the most silent crowd I have ever heard leaving a show, right? 
Um, and so I think if you want it, to, and this is why um, having streaks like this that in the end really don't mean nothing. Because the thing that irritated me is you have you have Lesnar go over, you have the streak end, and then the next year Taker beats Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. And none of that makes sense. Um, and so uh, if he was going to beat Bray, and then the next year after that, who did he? He fought Shane, didn't he? At 32 and ended up uh, beating Shane McMahon. Um, and so if you were just going to have him lose just to get two wins before he lost again to Roman Reigns, why wouldn't you just have him beat Brock or fight someone different? Um, Because it didn't really do anything for Brock's career, if we're really honest with you. It, uh, it didn't really do anything. You could have still gotten Brock over as this monster without sacrificing the streak. Um, and so I think, I think the best choice would have been book this out to WrestleMania 33, have Roman in the streak at WrestleMania 33 and him be the one that retired Undertaker. And then I would, that's when the, the, the heel turn could have actually happened. Because he got some major heat, the, the like I said in the last episode, the raw after that night, like the, like we were fuck you Roman for twenty minutes, like he literally could not speak, and I just feel like the streak ending didn't mean nothing because he was booked afterwards, uh, to to have. Victories like then he squashed Cena. He, uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he beat AJ Styles in the cinematic match? Like, so he had like the streak. Um, but then like he's continuing to win. I've always felt that the streak should have been the end of his career because that was sort of the big thing for him that he had going for him was the streak, and he should have either retired with the streak or when he lost the streak should have been his retirement match. Um, and so I think looking back at it, you know, if, we, if we're going to look at it um, 10 years from now, I don't think Reigns versus Cody is going to have a, a displeasurable taste in your mouth when you think about the match because it was a very good match. But Lesnar versus Taker, um, and the streak ending, it just doesn't sit right with me. Um, and we're what, nine years, nine years from it. So I, I just, I think I would have to go with that Lesnar ending the streak as the, the one that got more heat because it just, it wasn't the way the streak should have ended to, to me. And I think, excuse me, I think a lot of the WWE universe would agree with with that sentiment that it should have been someone. And now ultimately I would have loved Randy Orton doing it, but I think Orton's stance was he didn't want to be the guy to end it, to end the streak um, because he respected it so much. Um, and so, you know, taking that, the only guy at that time that really would have made sense would have been Roman Reigns. Um, and so I would have waited to mania 33 and, just had the streak end there and you know, 32 straight wins and right. But it is what it is. It's in the past. There's no reason to sit here and harp on it, but 
just to answer the question, it's a very good question, by the way. Um, I think a lot of people hear the question and like, oh, Reigns beating Cody might be an answer, but I think that's just because of recency bias. I don't think there's, you know, when we look back at it nine, ten years from now, I don't think that many people are going to be that upset of the result. Um, whereas Lesnar ending the streak is, is something important in WWE history ended there. Nothing very important ended with Cody losing, um, and it it became it, it became more of a story aspect where losing the streak didn't really tell a story. It didn't really benefit anything. In the end of of the or at the end of that match, you can't say that Brock Lesnar got any more dangerous. He was already sort of Suplex City Brock at that point, um, and so yeah, I'm gonna end up going with Lesnar in the streak for those reasons. Um, yeah, so that's a that's another episode here of the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Um, Thank y'all for listening. I really do appreciate y'all's support. Um, the number one thing for me is that you guys continue to listen. That y'all, um, if you're listening on, you know, Apple or Spotify, leave some reviews. Uh, it doesn't really have to say much. You could put some words in there if you want to, but five star reviews. The more reviews, I don't know if you guys understand how the review system works, but it's sort of like. Um, you know, if I get a, if, if I get 20 reviews, um, I get sort of boosted up in the, in the rankings and now 20 reviews over, you know, the hundreds, hundreds of thousands, everyone else gets, but the more reviews you get, um, on this, on the service, on the platforms, the, 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 the more you move up in the algorithms. Um, and so if you're on Apple, leave a review. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, I don't use Spotify myself so I don't know how the system works uh, I know you can leave a review but I don't know if they have like thumbs up or if it's like a star review um, if you're on Google same thing you know just uh, let's leave a let's leave your review leave you know if you don't like it let me know if uh, um, but uh, yeah thank you guys for for listening I do appreciate that support and again just like always um if you go to the link in my TikTok, which is at We2Deep413, uh, that's W-E-T-O-O-D-E-E-P-413, there's a link tree in my bio. has all my links to everything that I have or that I do. It's mostly my Twitter. Uh, my other podcast, the Calling Audibles podcast, if you're a sports fan, go to go to the Junkyard Media Group Uh YouTube page, and that's where we we host um, the Calling Audibles podcast live stream. You can also find it if you don't want to watch the video. You can find it on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Um, and then we have I have a, a Teespring merch site that you could buy from if you want to. Not forcing you to do that. That's it is kind of expensive. I understand that, uh, but again, the number one thing you could do to support the show is to continue to listen, to share it, and to give reviews. Um, that's the first thing that, that's the most important thing. Don't just show me love, though. I'm all about community. Again, go go, uh, go subscribe to the Casual Community YouTube page run by Notorious Nerdy D. Join his Discord. I, w- I want to see his community grow just as much as he does, um, because as he grows... 
I think everyone else there grows if they have a platform and 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 uh, I'm sure he's got some great I know we've been talking in the discord about trying to do collabs where we either watch pr- premiere live events together or we figure out a way to get on his, on his podcast or whatever right so um with that thank you guys for listening um and I will see you on Wednesday with the next episode and again I, Thank you guys, really, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a a great Easter holiday weekend, um, and I will see you on Wednesday.